Welcome back to The Mode, the podcast brought to you by Eponymous. My name's Elaine, this is Alan. Hi there. And if you're not already aware, this is our podcast brought to you by us because we are an independent brand. We're a platform that supports emerging and ethical designers from all around the world. And we think it's really important to chat about what's happening in the ever-changing landscape of retail. We're independent retail. We see it every day, what's happening, what's changing, especially in 2020. And it's very interesting to us to see what you think, what the brands think, and just what's happening week to week, month to month. So today we are going to start off with, unfortunately, another bit of 2020 chat, which is just absolutely bizarre. It's more about the easing of lockdown, predominantly in the UK we're going to chat about. But it's the easing of lockdown and the effect that it's having on our high street. Everyone's still being cautious. We're based in Scotland, but in the UK, there are different rules in different areas. So England has different rules to Scotland. On the 10th of July, which was a Friday, we had a rule brought in in Scotland where you were no longer permitted into shops without wearing your mask or you could incur a fine. And at the moment, it looks as though England is going to follow, but it's going to be next week, which, um, Alan, is it something like, in fact, is it this week now, actually? It's something like the 22nd or 23rd, so it's actually this week. I think so, yeah. I haven't looked um, at the specific dates. Yeah, obviously, No, I think it actually is this week. It, everything blurs now. Yeah. What day is Monday? What's day Friday? What day is Saturday? It's all confusing. So, obviously, with the masks, you understand why you're doing it. It hasn't complicated things in the sense that you can't do things unless, of course, you're denied going into a restaurant, a bar or a shop because you're not wearing the mask. But as you can imagine, and I'm sure it's the same where you are, there's a lot of arguments by lots of different people about the effectiveness of the mask, the style of the mask, whether it is a cloth mask or a medical mask or a paper mask or a reusable mask. But for us with the high street, What's very worrying, as I could imagine would be the case for everyone, is the emergence of the shops that are coming back in a different form, not coming back at all, going into administration or cutting jobs. We're starting to see the job cuts now. What I've got here is a a Guardian rather article, Marks and Spencer's cutting 950 jobs in the latest COVID-19 blow. We've also got John Lewis talking about cutting jobs, Boots, Ted Baker, Antler, the luggage brand. I mean, it's scary and it goes on and on. Alan, what's your thoughts on this? Obviously, it's a worrying time for everyone. I guess it's not a surprise because you've been talking in previous podcasts about why the high street is struggling and it was struggling pre-COVID. Yeah, I mean, the high street has been struggling for quite some time now um through a lot of different reasons um i know it's different for different parts of the world so i know in in america um there's been various reports of um like malls and stuff like that closing or just being very quiet um there has been a obviously there has been a, a move to online shopping um over the last you know 10 15 years um Especially, well, especially over the last 10 years, lots of online shopping, which has had an impact. But I suspect that the um, the actual underlying impact on the high street, especially in the UK, um, is the cost of doing business on the high street. Yeah. Uh, when you consider how much business rates costs, which you have to pay regardless of, of whether you're trading or not. Um, so it's you have to you have to pay that up front so that well not up front you have to pay it on a monthly basis but that is money that you have to account for before you do any trade um and it's it's not cheap um and there'll be people that didn't i mean when we ran our pop-up 
we did Princess Square in Glasgow, which is it's a very prestigious shopping mall. It's got a lot of history and I think it was 1986 that they really transformed it into what you would recognise now. Yeah. And a lot of people that used to really enjoy shopping in there did it because they loved that personal touch. And we used to get a lot of people that would come specifically to see us, which was lovely. Also to go and see a lot of the other designer shops because there were some real key brands in there. Vivian Westwood had a presence, still does. French Connection, Ted Baker's... Um, it was their flagship, wasn't it? Their first one anyway, definitely that their yeah. first original store. And we quite often used to say to people, we're predominantly an online brand, but we're popping up here. We're we're on a rolling month to month, so we'll stay here as long as we want to. Yeah. And the amount of people that used to say to us, well, we'll follow you while you're popping up, which felt amazing to hear. But we won't be shopping with you online because we do not like online shopping. We want to see it. We want to feel it. Those people recently will most likely have had no option but to begin online shopping and for some of them they might have had a pleasant surprise yeah well i mean online shopping like anything else when it first came about people were worried about um you know using your credit card online so on and so forth um but you tend to find all these kind of fears that they're they go away pretty quickly but i understand i'm still um you know, I like to shop on the high street, um, especially um, for certain things. Um, but there's definitely uh, there's there's definitely a move, for, especially for myself, um, for certain things to buy online. Um, sometimes actually, you can't get the the item that you want on the high street, so you have to buy it online. So there is that as well. Sometimes the high street caters to a specific type of um, sort of target audience or demographic. Um, so maybe certain things that you that you want you won't be able to get. Um, I, there's there's a case where the for um, the gimbal that I was using for the phone, I couldn't get that on the high street. I could only get that on online. Uh, so I wanted to buy it on the high street but I couldn't so you know it's um, a question of do they have uh, those types of items might not be available because they might be catering to a specific type of customer um, that is is and obviously the the shops are only going to put in essentially what people buy they're not going to really have too many things that um, are going to be out with the realms of what um, sort of shopper yeah. habits but online it doesn't cost you anything to list an item on a website if, for example yeah. so it's I suppose it's easier to have more of a selection online which is something else that comes into it but we don't we don't want to lose the high street but unfortunately at the moment through everything that's been happening in 2020 even if I just type into google uk high street 2020 the headlines that I get for the articles are, as I started off with, Marks and Spencer's cutting 950 jobs in COVID-19 blow. Then there's one fears grow for UK High Street is more than 6,000 jobs go. The next one is very scary language. Retail carnage as shops cut 24,000 jobs, around 10,000 jobs to be lost from UK workforce. It's scary. Boots announced plans to cut more than 4,000. UK firms, this is cityam.com, UK firms cut a total of 85,000 amid coronavirus panic. It's scary times. So I think what we've really got to do is really, you know, as they say in Scotland, keep the head. So you've got to not panic and try and support where you can. Be cautious in your own work where you can. Mm-hmm but try and support where possible, which is easier said than done at the moment because there's still, I mean, um, you'll correct me, but I believe in Spain, I think I read that Magaluf and the some surrounding areas like Palma might be wrong on exactly where, closing down for two months again. Yeah. Um, there are certain parts of the UK where they're having to monitor. So we're going to get these miniature lockdown scenarios Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a problem. Um, the problem with um, what's happened recently is people are um, 
not spending as much now because of, you know, the situation we went through, which was the lockdown, people were put on furlough or people didn't have an income um, for those months or, you know, whatever it was. Um, the problem is, is that people, when you start to have those kind of economic disruptions, people tend mm-hmm. to um, not spend as much. Um, so on, on when it comes out the other side, sort of thing. So people are now going to be more cautious about spending. People are now going to be um, saving more, so on and so forth. So there has to be a, a balance um, because that is just going to cause even more job losses yeah. and so on and so forth. So it's a it's a vicious cycle that you get that the the economy can get into where people don't spend as much and they save more as opposed to um, spending like normal amounts um, to keep the kind of economy going like that. That, yeah. that is a kind of problem. So there needs to, that needs to be um, addressed. Um, I think there are ways to do it. Um, cutting taxes is one um, to get the yeah, economy going. They're, they're cutting some VAT here, but on specific, I think it's mainly food at present, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's 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 then, yeah, it's the hospitality industry because um, uh, that's been massively affected. But I do suspect they're going to have to do more, um, and yeah. you know they'll have to look at this. But the way to get, I suppose, the way to get out of um, a problem like this um, is to be clever with the taxes. Um, so you're not taxing at source. So you're not taxing, uh, increasing taxes on people's income. Uh, because all that does is encourage them to uh, save more and not spend. So, you what you need is a balance to the economy. You need um, you need a balance of, um, you know, encouraging people to to spend money, um, to keep everything going, uh, and also um, taxation so you don't lose. Yeah. I'm I'm in favour um, of a sales tax um, rather than VAT. Uh, yeah, and you get used to that when you're in America, the sales tax. You, just you do. become accustomed to it. Well, the good thing about sales tax is um, it would actually be on anything that you sell. So in some ways, there's um, a lot of people complain about, you know, uh, corporations um, n- using tax loopholes, so on and so forth, uh, to not pay uh this was the appropriate amount of tax. Now, it's not necessarily that they're they're doing it illegally. Um, it's just that they're the tax system in the UK is really quite complicated. So, it, they use um, it's not tax avoidance. It's um, what is tax avoidance? Um, I suppose um, in a way, uh, but it, they do it through quite clever means um and it's just using the system basically that's that's what they do they're working within the system to not pay as much tax um what so i what i'm in favor of is simplifying the tax tax system and moving to a more um a sort of standard flat sales tax yeah. so that whatever you sell has tax attached to it um and so there is no um debate on oh, well, we did this amount in sales, but we're only paying this amount in tax because yeah. of X amount of loopholes or whatever and it may be. And we all know what we're talking about there, don't we? There's some key names that we know there. Yeah, there, there are. I mean, I'm not going to mention them because everybody, no. everybody's, everybody everybody knows. Know, knows what we're talking about. It's not that they're doing it illegally. Um, well, for the most part, I don't think they are. Um, it just means that they're used, they're working within the system. Yeah. Uh, the system is set up in a specific way and they're working within the system to to minimise their tax burden. Um, I think overall, though, it is definitely a case of just support businesses where you can. Yeah, I think so. Um, small businesses especially. Um, are... But then we're saying that we're also looking at the big names going into administration and obviously those people working, those big retailers, we don't want them to be impacted. So just if you can... Just yeah, support, sure. Support business. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think people. Um, there's definitely going to be a need for people to, everybody, um, businesses, yeah. um, consumers, to reevaluate what what mm-hmm. is going on and, and a more sensible approach. It is definitely going to have to involve a reduction in the the amount of money it costs to do business on the high street. Um, there's no way around that. 
Because it's uh, it's external costs like um, you know um, fuel and parking and public transport yeah. and all these different things that add to whether somebody decides to go into uh, sort of like your city centre to go shopping. Well, that's it. And even um, we're closest to Glasgow is our main city centre. Yeah. And as much as it used to be very convenient to go into, bit by bit, they're making it as... Um, unfriendly to cars as possible i understand for the environmental factors but they're incredibly short-sighted for what they expect in return regarding people will just not bother going in there are a lot of people who previously it wasn't convenient to go by public transport say for instance you're going for your christmas shopping there's only so much that you can comfortably carry so a lot of people would take their car because they were going to buy big items. Yeah. If you think that by making it unfriendly to cars, people will choose to go by public transport instead, add COVID into the mix, people are just going to stay away. So one thing we know about what tends to happen with councils is common sense tends to get parked at the door. Yeah. And uh, it's no surprise that that's the way that Glasgow's going, just the same way as a lot of other places. So people will end up shopping in the big out-of-town outlets or just shopping online because you're making it unfriendly for maybe someone that's got young children and it's just, or maybe there's somebody again that's got disabilities. Yes, yeah. cars aren't great in all situations, but to penalise the car across the board, very short-sighted. Yeah, I mean, especially going by public transport now with um, COVID and stuff like that, it, it's not... It's not convenient for people to do that. So the safe, I suppose, the safer way would be to go by car. Yes. Um, I'm I'm not a fan of knee jerk reactions when it comes to, um, you know, deciding things. I don't like it when somebody says, right, we must get rid of all of that and replace it with all of this without actually going through a, a gradual process to do that. Um, it's like electric cars. Um, putting um having just sort of like scrapping um the combustion engine um and just moving to all electric is not practical um don't they say that the electric batteries are actually more damaging well, once they're no longer in use yeah sure i mean when electric when a, when a battery is um it's end, end of its life you can recycle it and get some of the lithium back but not all of it but the lithium you have to mine out the ground as well so again it's not a um a zero emission no. Um, sort of like energy source because it has to come from somewhere and it is a finite resource, lithium. Um, it's not oh, it's, something... So, yeah, so it's I mean... It's complicated. It is, but I don't like... Um, I like a gradual approach. So I like um, the fact that people have gone um, hybrid cars, so you've got a mixture. So you're talking the mile per gallon on some of these yeah. cars is really, really high. Um, sometimes, you know, well over 60, 70, even a fair quoted, you know, over 100, something like that. That's in the best case scenario. Obviously, you're not going to get, everyone's going to get that, depending how you drive. But I like a gradual approach to things and a sensible approach to things. So it's not just, you know, cut that, bring in that. It's about, okay, how do we, what's the best process to do this? How do we um, allow people to... Um, naturally kind of evolve into these different things through choice because electric cars are really still quite expensive yeah. um and it's not not everybody that can afford an electric car so to say just oh we'll just scrap um all cars and, and this is the problem it, it, that impacts the second-hand car industry so mm. um people who want to sell their cars or businesses who are in the second-hand car industry are getting really impacted by that kind of talk from the government and councils you know and stuff. Be so. A brilliant approach, which seems to be rare in today's world. Common sense. <laughs> yeah. Common sense. Now, yeah. a lot of people might not know what that is anymore. We used to use it a lot. We seem to have lost it. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do have. Um, but but uh, <laughs> I, I do like, yeah, I mean, I, I think people, there does, there does need, I can understand the need for, um, you know, protecting the environment. I'm all for, um, you know, oh, of course, yeah, making sure the bit. I'm all for making sure, um, you know, recycling, making sure things, you know, the environment, um, whether it's the oceans, beaches, 
uh, just you know the sort of green spaces, yeah. green belts, so on and so forth. I, I'm all for that. We've um, all got a part to play. Yeah, I'm all for making sure that these things are protected and we're not polluting and stuff like that. That's great. But at the same time, I like a sensible approach to things um, where, you know, you can bring in things gradually. As you're um, saying, so. not a knee-jerk reaction. No, not a knee-jerk reaction. And just to clarify as well, I had a look online and yes, the Magaluf Strip, the bars and the clubs have been forced to close because people were breaking social distancing, so... Well, I mean, again, uh, that was to be expected. I mean, when you have a lockdown for, you know, three, four months and then you suddenly just relax it, people go on holiday and the natural instinct is to go back to normal. Um, they want to go back to normal. That, that It's a natural instinct for them to do that. So then you, that's where you end up getting some of the problems. Yeah. It's not necessarily that, they, that these people are just like, I just don't care. It's not about that. But it's maybe just... you have a drink as well. You forget when you have exactly, a drink, yeah. you become a wee bit more forgetful about what you're supposed to be doing, get a wee bit carried away. Absolutely. I mean, you're telling people to social distance and not, not go near each other and so on and so forth just for the last few months. And then, but all the, their entire lives, that's not how they've lived their lives. So it's very difficult and to do that. And we get there gradually. Um, there are things that you can do that... I think would help. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of um, the hand sanitizer machines. Um, yeah. I, but the ones the ones that you don't actually need to touch anything, the ones where you hold your hands under it and it automatically comes out, like on yeah. the cruise liners, what, they're brilliant. Well, yeah, I mean, I, we've been on a cruise, and when you when you use one of these, at first it's very strange because you've never used it before. But everywhere you go on the cruise ship, if you go into a new a new zone, there's a hand sanitizer machine, and you just get second nature to go up put your hand under it get the the hand you start sanitizer looking for them you, you want do them. <laughs> after a, after a day it was second nature so i again i don't understand why we haven't one of the things i think we could do which would help is to have in all shops public places things like that on the entrance is these hand sanitizer machines but the automatic ones i yeah. don't understand why and I, I get why the shops and we have a pump dispenser but to me, that's not a great idea because the pump itself could be cross-contaminated. Exactly. So, yeah. I, and when people say use a hand sanitizer, please, and you've got to press a button, to me that's uh, illogical because everyone's touching the button prior to sanitizing their hands. So, what we need to do is get the sanitizers that are automatic that you don't touch anything. I think so. Yeah, I think again, I think it's one of those, the little things you could do immediately, which would yeah. help. Um, you know. Well, this uh, this leads on to our question of the podcast. Mm -hmm. We put on social media a question which was, how is the shopping where you live? Is there an in-store protocol for buying your clothes, your shoes, your skincare, your hair care, anything like that? Have you been shopping where you live? We wanted to find out how different it was wherever you were in the world. And we've had some really interesting answers. What was funny was um, Grumpy, who is always hilarious, um, just said, I'm, I would literally pay and I am paying to visit the hairdressers for the first time on Friday. I'll let you know how it goes. So it's um, most hairdressers, I think, share the same protocol, which is you wear a mask, they wear a mask. They will most likely have on their gloves and probably have on the face shield too. Yeah. And they are limiting how many customers can be in at a time and then they've got to have a break and sanitise in between so that's got to be really hard because they've got to cut down significantly on basically what their income would be on a daily basis well hair, yeah if you've been thinking about hairdressers in the beauty industry uh, which you're in um you that entire industry has basically you're not allowed to do makeup on people you're not allowed to do a head massage you're yeah. not allowed to do anything like that now so, a lot of people quite rightly were furious i understand because in scotland the rule we had to wait a bit longer than england but when we yeah. did get our go ahead we were allowed to work do any treatment with caution whereas mm -hmm. england was told you can't work on the face people within the industry got furious and some people were saying really horrible in un my opinion, unhelpful things, slagging off. Yes, the Prime Minister might not be your favourite person. Personally, I can't... <laughs> politics, is there anybody at the moment in politics that is uh, 
anybody's well, favourite. I don't think so. I tend but to avoid politics. Exactly, but calling the I... calling the prime minister for everything, I don't think helps the argument at all. Um, I understand the logic. It doesn't mean that I think it's fair, but some of the science, and again, if people say follow the science, well, follow the science then. Don't slag the scientists when you don't like what they said. Some of the arguments were that obviously you're working in the face with caution. And yes, some barbers were trimming the beard, having no mask on the customer. That is breaking that rule. So I understand why you're angry. But when you look at some scientists and they're saying it's because... In theory, when you're talking about the virus, they're saying that it can enter through the eyes. And mm -hmm. again, they are saying that skin excretions, again, if there's virus, skin excretions could be a risk. And when you're talking about the eyes, the nose and the mouth, the riskiest places because it is an airborne virus and it is a respiratory virus. Yeah. Then it doesn't mean I agree with it, but I can follow the logic. But wow, some people in my industry were spouting venom, which I don't think gets you anywhere. But long story short, I believe that some people in the high levels of our industry, we don't have a governing body as such, but we certainly do have councils. And they were able to have some high level meetings with the government and the sense is now there and they can start doing the facial treatments in England, I think it's from the 1st of August, somewhere around there. Yeah. But I do think you do get, you get further when you're at least respectful. You can be really annoyed and really irritated, but be respectful with it. Don't I don't like to see just venom and anger to that level, personal attacks. I, I just don't see how it helps. Well, I think part of that comes from, um, again, this leads back into sort of people's... Um, mental health welfare during lockdown. Yeah, you get stressed, you get angry, you a start of, saying things. Yeah, a lot of people have um, indicated that, you know, being in lockdown, being in lockdown for some people, it affects some people differently. If some people are used to being in the house and used to, um, you know, working from home and used to all these kind of things, then it's probably not going to be necessarily as bad for them as it is for somebody who is always out is always yeah. socializing and so i can understand that from that point of view and then there's a frustration over work and um if you if you a uh, business and you have a popular treatment like head massage or whatever it may be or makeup and then you're told that coming out of lockdown but you're not going to be able to do that i can understand people getting really frustrated at that and i think the lockdown has um impacted people so they're 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 angry at the situation of being in lockdown they understand it i think but they're angry um at being you know cooped up um and yeah i think it's yeah, hard and it's that frustration is starting to come out um with a lot of different things when people are talking about and the thing is is that although it's although the virus isn't necessarily it's not your own. It's not the government's. They didn't introduce it, obviously, but they're the ones talking about it, and they're the ones leading the country. So all the attention and all the focus is directed at them. So it's and let's like, be honest, they shoot do the messenger, basically. They do. The governments do make you furious because they keep changing their mind. They change your goalposts. There's no logic in a lot of things, but I still think you can be really irritated by it and really wound up by it. But again, I just I'm very uncomfortable with name calling and just hurling abuse. Where does that where does that get you? No, it doesn't really it doesn't really get you anywhere. Um not nothing ever um good came of, of that and no change really came with just throwing insults at people. But I do understand people's frustrations when they say things like that because Yeah, you understand where it's coming from. It's it's they might not usually say stuff like that, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, but save it for yeah. the house. Save it for having a mega rant in the house and don't yeah. put it online. No, it Put doesn't... your point across really strongly. Yeah. But I, I just don't want to see... Well, government... I just want to see insults. Yeah, governments around the world, I think, are they're in a really difficult position because on the one hand, they're having to balance between um, safety um, and trying to minimise risk. And on the other hand, they have to think about the economy. Now, a lot of people are not thinking, oh, you know, about the economy, but 
because they're, they're thinking their, their priority is the health. And that's the issue. Um, although it's, it seems, oh, we must con- uh, consider the health implications more than the economy. And to a certain extent, I agree. The problem is, is that if you ignore the economy, that can have a drastic impact on people's health because of uh, through job losses and then poverty and so on and so forth. It can really impact. If you have a think about the Great Depression, um, what was it? I think over a, a few years span, I think three or four years or whatever it was, seven million people died in America as a as a result of the Great Depression. So although it's not nobody's thinking necessarily about that in the moment, I think if you ignore that aspect of it, um, you have to, have, again, it's all about balance. You have to have a, a reasonable uh, response to this. Now, there's lots of different opinions out there. Um, and that's fine. I'm not talking about specific opinions, but the government in the moment, um, and I'm, this is all governments. So it doesn't. It's not a, a, you know, it doesn't matter what the government is or who's in government or it doesn't matter about that. And in fact, it's all the people in parliament, whatever it may be. They have to. They all have to consider the health of the country, and they all have to consider the economic impact of a lockdown, while trying to make sure that pe- uh, people don't get ill. So this that's a very difficult task, especially as you can you're trying to control how people uh, interact through social uh, social distance and so on and so forth. And you're talking well, about a complete change yeah, in the way people work. That and actually it, leads you know, on. That leads on to what Matt said. Yeah. So Matt said, "I'm losing my mind. I'm an introvert, but even I have my limits. Friends lost jobs at bars and restaurants." Fortunately, I was able to get an appointment for a haircut a couple of weeks ago. Masks required for the barber and me. Just feels like everything is topsy-turvy. I'm having to cook for myself every night. Well, I've invested in some cookbooks and my horizons have expanded. Still really missing human contact though. So Matt's able to see some positive, but that's true. Even the most comfortable of us who are comfortable in our own company, Mm. um, not solitary confinement. You want to see people. You want to just get a change of scenery, change of chat. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, hard. It's really hard. Human contact is really important. I mean, although people, Matt's saying that he's an introvert, you still need human contact. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, it, it, although you don't realise it, and you might, people might go, you know, days or something like that not really talking to people but at some point they do and they have that interaction with people um and i think a lot of people maybe don't um, especially people that are always doing it maybe um just take it for for granted but yeah this again this is the lockdown if you if you were on your own in the lockdown you you haven't been able to see anybody uh, you can talk to them on the phone sure but that's not the same as socializing no. so again um that has that impact on people's mental health. So you can, again, you can totally understand um, that aspect of it um, and why people um, it has affected them. It doesn't say when you say, "Oh, yeah, you know, you're not going to be working for four months." Okay, that then that can be bad. Um, but that again, jobs again. This is it goes back to sort of working from home when you. People don't necessarily. Well, people do realize this, but when you work in a like a whatever you work, you're socializing all the time. Yeah. So you're socializing through your work, and that gives you that human contact element. So now people are being told, "Well, you're going to be working from home until next year." So a lot of people aren't going to get that, even though they're back at work technically. So again, there's a balance there. You have to, and it's easier in the summer. I would imagine in the winter, a completely different feeling when it's sunny. And when it's warm, everything feels a little bit lighter and brighter and optimism. When it's winter and it might be, you know, dark at eight in the morning, dark at four in the afternoon, that's a completely different feeling. True. I mean, um, it it is. I I think, again, you can get them as that seasonal affective disorder. Oh, yes. I know that well. I've had that. Now, you can get things that, you know, will counter that, um, those... um, natural yeah. natural light uh, lamps and stuff like that i think yeah. you can there are things that can help with that but there's yeah a, there's a lot you can get to help but it's still a very yeah. challenging thing and if maybe having the interaction at work 
work or being out and about takes the edge off it. Yeah. When I had it at my worst, I would still be on edge and I would still be quite anxious. But I could take my mind off it when I was working, um, change of scenery, yeah. change of behaviour, but then it might creep back once you were back in. So if anyone does have anything like that or has experienced it, then we know how you feel. You know, you can always reach out to us as well. You can always drop us a message, always happy to chat. But don't feel that you're going through something as well that's, you know, unique to you. We can all chat. We can all just help each other. So if anyone does want to talk about anything like that, just drop us a line. Always happy to talk. And then this is another one, very interesting. Obs Nicole, I live in Texas, in the US. Yep. Earth Day opened back up very early and now we're seeing a high rate of the virus again. We're being asked to wear masks when we go out and also you can't try on any clothes in the stores in relation to buying makeup, hair care products, etc. There's no testers out. I never used those before the virus though because I'm sure they're covered in germs. And uh, she just says she hopes everyone's doing well. So that's lovely. Same to you, Ops Nicole. Um, that's a good point though, that testers probably were never the cleanest thing anyway, but you always just did use a tester. You would always seek one out. But that's maybe not a bad thing that we're moving away from those. Um, I also think that with the clothing, that sounds as if it's the same everywhere. I haven't mm. actually been into a clothes shop as yet. Haven't had a need to, haven't wanted to. No. I've still been shopping online. Again, obviously, because we've got an online store and we're comfortable shopping online, that's what I've been doing. There's been a few reasons to buy birthday gifts and I've just been selecting them from online suppliers just to support them. But I will go back into shops. I just haven't had a need to yet. But from what I gather, it's the same here. You can try things on, but I believe them... They are uh, stored away from the shop floor. I had read anywhere between 48 and 72 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, it depends on... Yeah, it, it depends on uh, the, the, who, you, who you ask. Yeah. How the virus lasts on different materials. Um, I mean, we're still not... So. To be honest, I don't think there is a definitive... At its peak when we were... You know, everything every day was daily briefings and you couldn't really go anywhere and you were limited to your hour out per day. At the worst, the, a lot of doctors on the TV here anyway were saying when your mail comes through the door, don't touch it for 24 hours because the virus could live on paper and cardboard. So at its height here, you know, it was extreme caution. Mm. Disinfecting your shopping when you brought it back from the shops. Um, I think everybody's starting to ease off from that. Maybe not everywhere. Yeah. But I mean, even, um, it's just, in some ways it seems like another life where I was wearing gloves to go to the shops because I've calmed that down now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it just depends on your viewpoint. People have lots of different viewpoints on this, where it's masks and, you know, sort of gloves or whatever it may be. There's lots of different opinions on it, um, you know, and... You've seen I've seen videos where people there was a guy with a mask, um it's one of those kind of surgical looking masks, and um his point was that you know he took um a puff of his um vape, put the mask on and then breathed out and it it just basically came out everywhere around the sides because it mm. didn't seal around his mouth. And I can understand that point, but at the same time, I suppose if it if if it works in any way, um, you know, if to to prevent it, then yeah, okay, fine. Long term, I don't think that's going to work. Um, people are not. I don't think people are going to um, you know, want to be wearing masks everywhere they go. So again, that's not it's not a natural thing for our culture to, to, to do it, to do that. It's not a natural oh. thing to do. So again, um, it's going to be quite difficult for, uh, for that change. Yeah. Um, what I'm seeing at the moment. And again, just my opinion, just from what I've seen is that everybody, well, the majority of people are very happy to do what's been requested of them, but maybe it's just the human condition they, they like to know that there's an end in sight. So everyone was happy to lock down, but they would like to know there's an end in sight. Everyone's happy to wear the masks, but they would like to know there's an end in sight. Yeah. I think everyone, to be fair, the majority is definitely pulling their weight. 
But I think it must just be human nature that you'd like to know that there will be an ending to it and it would drive you. It's maybe the thought of having to do that ongoing that maybe starts to drive people slightly potty when they start thinking, oh, two years of doing this, three years, unlimited time of doing this. Not everyone. Some people are like, no, don't bother me, don't care. But there are some people, I think, that are more than happy to pull the weight, but they'd like to know that there's an ending to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm happy, you know, I suppose, to wear a mask. To, I, th- the way I look at this is that, um, you know, I'm not doing this because somebody's telling me to do it. Um, I'm doing it to protect myself. Um, you know, there's there's various different opinions. It's like, this person's broken lockdown, or that person's broken lockdown, or those people broke lockdown. Um I think there's some people think that that's a, an indication that oh that means that um if they do it then everyone else will do it. Well no, I mean I'm making the decision not to uh to the government isn't telling me I I can't go anywhere. I'm making that choice myself. Um because I don't, you know, for whatever reason. So I'm not the government isn't saying uh, I don't need to be told to do that. It's it goes back to the kind of thing with the um I suppose, but you think about it, if you didn't, let's say you didn't have, um, like, I suppose, like, uh, the police, right? I don't need the police to tell me how to live my life. Uh, I, I don't, you know, break the law because I choose not to. It's not that the because the police are telling me not to do it or it's because I'm choosing not to. So, so I suppose so, what you're saying is we should really, we should be doing this because we know that people, it's the right yeah, thing to do. We want to do the right. Oh, well, for instance, the masks. The way that we're educated on the masks here, anyway, is the mask is not protecting you. You are protecting others. So if everyone all wears a mask, we're all protecting each other. Yeah, I mean, there's there are going to be different opinions on the masks. Uh, people, I have heard people, and that's fine. I, you know, people have got different opinions, and and that's great. Um, different theories, you know, of how the, how effective the mask is. I think the one. I think everyone. The one thing everyone can agree that there's been a problem from day one is the, the, the conflicting information, of this you know whole why, thing. Why though? That's because it's new and uh, we're still learning. So True. there's no definitives yet because we don't. No, I mean know. you don't. Yeah. So you don't. Yeah, it is changing a lot. But it, it would be helpful if there is. There's lots of opinion about it. Um, yeah. Do you so. know when we'll know the answer? Never. <laughs> years from now. Years and years from now, it'll be like the Spanish flu 100 years ago. That's when we'll know the answer. So people will be using us as a history project 100 years from now. Yeah, true. Look at what they did. Look at what they did right. Look at what they did wrong. Oh, yeah, we need to cheer ourselves you're not, up, though. You're not, yeah, I mean, through this, you're not going to get everything right. Um, no. It's just, that's just impossible um, because you just can't do that. No. So let's finish on a high. We've got some really good new arrivals over at eponymous.shop. Some new brands, some new product from brands. Um, Sarah Harron, we've got some new arrivals from Sarah, haven't we? And I know it's too early, but in our industry, July is when you start Christmas. So we're already thinking in our heads, well, that would be a good Christmas present. Well, that would be nice for somebody. So um, what's Sarah got that's new online for us? Uh, sure. So um, there's new products, uh, quite a few new products, actually. Um, so there's new uh, colours um, in the Iris uh, satchel, which is nice. kind of, which is nice. It's a small... And everything's always multifunctional when it's Sarah. It's never yeah. just a bag. It's a bag that works like at least eight ways. Yeah, exactly. So they're new. Um, there's also some new um, overnight bags, uh, nice. which are much bigger. Uh, again... They're really quite functional. Um, some more colours in the cosmetic bags. Um, yeah, again. the makeup cosmetic bags, yep. they're lovely. Mm-hmm. I think Tiffany Blue, just, I mean, that you don't even need to see it. You can visualise Tiffany Blue. I think that's my favourite colour that Sarah does. Yeah, it's like a mint, isn't it? So, it's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, so then, so there's that. They also have um, a new jewellery brand. Ma- as oh, well. we've also, and um, before that, though, we've got makeup, um, sorry, jewellery cases, haven't we? We do, yeah. Ju- From Sarah, uh, jewellery cases yeah. too. And I'm thinking uh, some people might be wanting to put them on their wish list for birthdays or that time of year near 
Yeah. Winter. I don't want to say it because it's too early, so we'll move on. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. There's a jewellery brand. Yeah, it's a, a jewellery uh, I hope I'm saying this right, Pietra Santa, um, which is a jewellery brand uh, that has just come on board. Um, again, they've got some really, really nice uh, jewellery. Yeah, and what I love about their Necklaces ethos, and earrings. Yeah, and it's very inspired by the design of sort of Italian 60s design. Yeah, so that each one uh, has a, a little bit of a story behind it as well, um, which you can obviously read. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, there's it, it's relating to sort of like um, various, you know, the sort of cultural uh, things in Italy, so which is quite interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. and um, I love the fact that it's real statement pieces. They they've done it so well. It's very hard to make an item that very clearly is influenced by a certain decade and a certain style and yet has a modern element and doesn't look vintage. Yeah. So it's a really clever how they've managed to make it look current, mm-hmm. but very clearly giving it a nod to a particular era. And even though it looks very fresh and very modern, when I see it, I do think 1960s Vogue 1960s Harper Bazaar, I can just imagine the models. You know, when you see Twiggy and Jean Shrimpton and the Shrimpton, I can't say, Jean Shrimpton. Yeah. I'm saying that, the more I say it, do you ever get a word and the more you say it, you think, that doesn't sound right, but I know I'm saying it right. Um, You see the very angular photo shoots, mm. those very 60s shoots, those pieces look as if you could take them and put them straight into a classic 60s editorial and they would just work yeah. just as much as they work on the model today. Really clever brand. Mm. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Each piece um, is handmade in Italy um, and it, there is a story behind it. Um, so some relating to sort of like fashion designers or illustrators um, that are that are that were based in Italy, sort of like um, historical sort of figures and things like that. So it's, again... This, there's a story be t- be behind each one, which is really quite interesting. And if you visit their page, you can read the information about them and you can see for yourself. Yeah. Uh, I always know you're being vague when you can't pronounce things. <laughs> mm, I know. I know. When Alan says, and things, that's because he can't pronounce it. And I do exactly the same. Yeah. Well, it's not that I can't pronounce it, it's just that I'll probably pronounce it wrong. And I do that, yeah, you know. so whenever we say and things, you can read between the lines. We can't pronounce it. We need somebody yeah. to tell us how you say it. Exactly. Uh, just we be also, truthful. Yeah, we also have some prints, new art prints from Sonia Rothwell, uh, which again, uh, there's a series. It's kind of like, yeah. um, I suppose they're, uh, I want to say... Um, Noir. Very arty, aren't they? I really like it. She's a graduate of Central St. Martin. Yeah. In good company. Exactly. So again, uh, they're really nice. Uh, Her style range is really far and wide too. She can go into really unusual designs, almost getting into psychedelic designs that really draw you in. Yeah. And then she can do a life drawing. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. So she's really got such a range. Yeah, so again, they're really nice. Um, we also have some new arrivals. Uh, I think we talked about them last time, which was uh, by Mumi. Um, yes. So again, there's actually the the shirts. Um, again, really, really some of my favourites. They're sort of sleeveless um, shirts. Uh, they're, they're called the Minish B shirts. Um, they do various different colours, um, various different designs. Um, but yeah, again, they're really nice. I think they would really work well. Um, They've got a really nice uh, video accompanying the yeah. latest collection. Really nice. Yeah, we have that on our homepage. And yeah. I don't know if we mentioned Plan B the last time. They're a new arrival as well. I think we did. Um, I can't. I can't. I can't remember. We've got more. Have we added a few more products since then? Some well, new arrivals. Again, Plan B. Um, yeah, probably have added new arrivals, but they've their full full collection that they've got yeah. at the moment has been up um online. Uh and again we're doing um a special uh kind of surprise for people that are um adding that to the cart, shall we say. So if you I'll go to the that. checkout, you'll yeah. get a nice little surprise from Plan B. 
Yeah. So again, that's good to know. Uh, again, so really sort of like um, so. it's very wearable. Yeah, it's, it's really well designed. They look very. They look very celebrity. Like you could basically what I'm trying to say is you could imagine any celeb just comfortably wearing it to go out for lunch. Yeah. Get a coffee, catch up with friends. They just look designer slash wearable, which is often quite hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I think um there's diff- different events or different uh, kind of, you know, functions that you yeah. could wear that to. Really nice. I like a lot of their collection. And yeah. I think um, there's a couple of new things, menswear. Um, I think we talked about that last time, but yeah, we do have um, from Nicole P, uh, which is uh, have a belts and some long sleeve polo shirts as well as some short sleeve polo shirts and some t-shirts um, that are new. Uh, and again, we have them online as well. Nice. Lots of new arrivals and more to come too. Yeah, so I there's... think we've cheered ourselves up because we were starting to get quite depressed there with all the high street news and what's going on. But I know <laughs> that's where we are just now. It really is. It's such a strange year. Yeah. But all we can hope for is that everyone supports each other. We just continue to do what is suggested to keep our customers safe. We work with the brands to make sure that if there's something that you want and they can provide it for you that if there's anything that you need specifically for you, you just reach out to us. We'll speak with the brands and we'll do everything we can to make it happen. Yeah. And we'll just continue having our chats, discussing what's happening and hopefully just shedding some light on exactly how it feels to be an online independent at this point in time. Yeah, definitely trying times, but um, again, just got to make the best of it. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can get me again, Elaine, here on Home Spa Beauty on YouTube if you want to watch any beauty content, any makeup. And there's always the eponymous channels too. You can reach us there. You can always email us. There's so many different ways to get in touch. We love hearing from you. So thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. Oh, 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 oh,